0: Uh, Where do you want to put that? Anywhere particular? Oh, it was one of the best dates I ever had. Um, (laughs)
1: so... (laughs) You're listening to a 4x4 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show! With G Are you sure?
0: Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And doing. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and race
2: yourself. This week's show is brought to you by Extreme Terrain, off-road outfitters for YJ to JL Wrangler parts. Stay tuned to later in the show to learn about how your last chance is coming up to win four thousand dollars in upgrades. For your Wrangler from ex- rugged ridge and extreme terrain,
3: four thousand dollars. Wow, that's a lot of money to do a lot of upgrades. I, I I have so many things on my Jeep that are from Extreme Terrain. My favorite are my rock sliders. Oh, and yeah. uh, I remember thinking I was going to have to wait so long for them to get to my house and they were there so fast it's they're amazing really good at, yeah
0: big heavy it's, things moving that fast it's, it's
2: right it, it's almost instant gratification. <laughs> right almost feels so, almost feel sorry for the ups guy Not <laughs> <Yeah. quite.
3: laughs> no but they're they're really quick at getting their their parts out and these rock sliders um later in the show i'll tell you about them how they saved me on the trail again Ooh. oh cool nice time there tammy
0: Hey, you know it doesn't matter if you've had, if you have a Jeep, you want a Jeep or never driven anything, but Jeeps, this show is for you. Josh, Tammy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about extreme terrain. No. <laughs> Jeeps. Jeeps. <laughs> Providing my power stays on. <laughs> oh no, you too. We had the uh <laughs> we had that problem here earlier, but uh, we're we're all good now. Hey, this is Tony, and this week's hernia is brought to you by ironman 4 x 4 fabcom where they say, sure, it's beefy, and live with your legs.
2: Hello, my fellow Jeeper. I'm Josh, and I just love the smell of gear oil in the morning. <laughs> oh,
3: God. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tammy, a.k.a. Jeep Mama, and Josh is not going to like what I have to share tonight. <gasps> yes. Hey, Josh, what's coming up on this episode?
2: Well, you know how we're always talking about how everybody's got a Jeep story to tell, and we finally got somebody to call in to share their own Jeep story. We got Allie calling into the show, and, uh, well, he's got one to share. Uh, This week in Jeep, we're going to hear about a game of musical chairs happening in the upper levels of FCA and what that may mean for the brand moving forward. And we're going to hear about a specific Jeep model who has made its way onto a very important list. Wrangler talk gets a little dirty, as Tammy talks about her recent wheeling trip where things got a little muddy. Nikki g uh, this is is it killing an action part two or is it <laughs> kia part duh I, I don't know either way uh, he's going to call in in rare form and we've got a whole bunch more stuff coming up in the show so stick around you don't want to miss out <laughs> local jeep news national jeep news and news from around the world it's this week in jeep And This Week in Jeep is brought to you by Amazon.com. Looking for a way to entertain the kids now that they're out of school? Well, Amazon has what you need. Maybe it's time you get one of those must-haves we're always talking about. Whatever you need, Amazon has it. And now you can get it all while supporting the show with every purchase. Just go to our website and press the big Amazon button there. After that, anything you purchase over the next day will give the show a few cents while costing you nothing more. If you like what you hear, have gotten any benefit from what we're doing, well then please consider giving back. That's JeepTalkShow.com slash contact and look for the big Amazon button. Well, I was talking about musical chairs happening at FCA, and that pretty much means there's some things moving around in the upper echelons. Fiat Chrysler Automobiles' iconic Jeep brand has a new leader in its most important market. Jim Morrison, who formerly led the Ram truck brand in North America, is now in charge of Jeep in North America. He takes over from Tim Kanuskas, who is shifting back to his former role overseeing passenger car brands such as Dodge and Chrysler in North America, as well as maintaining his oversight of Alfa Romeo globally. Kanuskis, who pre- previous oversight of passenger cars involved the launch of the horsepower heavy Dodge Demon, and has been in charge of Jeep in North America only since October when CEO Mike Manley announced numerous executive appointments. Morrison has previously ex- has previous ex- experience with Jeep as a director of brand product marketing and global coordination and has held a range of positions for the company in the U.S. and Canada over a more than 20-year career. So what will this mean ultimately for the brand moving forward for us as consumers? Well, not much likely, as this is more of a move for the sake of upper management efficiency and to fill the roles of a couple other executives who are retiring. In other words, we won't be seeing demon power wranglers from this anytime soon.
0: That's disappointing. I wonder why they don't do that. That must be rollovers they're concerned about. (laughs) Crumple zone, uh, ultimately. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's very true. Because, you know, more power is always more better to me, but... Uh, you know, but then again, you got people that can't uh, have a cell phone in their car without a law saying they can't text. You know, it's- I guess
2: it's it's been one of the the most commonly asked questions of Mike Manley when he appears at, at car shows and stuff like that. Is is when are we going to see you know um you know a Hellcat Wrangler, a Hellcat uh, uh, Gladiator, or something like that? And and we're not going to uh, unless it happens in the aftermarket. It's just not going to happen from Jeep primarily because of safety regulations right so you can thank all of the nanny state bs for making us drive bubble wrap vehicles uh this is why we can't have a v8 wrangler
0: Why well, so we can't go. have uh, good things but well frankly this is why we can't have nice things <laughs> well frankly I, I i love the speed you know i got the heavy foot but frankly i'd much rather see something in there that was very torquey mm, uh, yeah. uh, like maybe a diesel yeah, I know. I know. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> no, I mean a really good one. I mean, you know, some, I know those those things are Stacks really heavy. Out the
2: back, you know, you're pulling oh, a 50-foot
0: trailer. Just, <laughs> just something that pulls all day long.
2: Now, this is uh this is getting too exciting. Uh, let's move along. Well, most of you have undoubtedly at least heard of the website cars.com even if you've never used their services yourself. Cars.com is a leading two-sided digital automotive marketplace that connects car shoppers with sellers. The site prides itself on being able to provide more relevant information to a seller regarding the vehicle they're looking to buy, more so than the next guy. Since 2006, the website's American-Made Index analyzes a range of factors to determine which new cars and trucks contribute more to the U.S. economy regardless of where the manufacturer's brand is actually headquartered. The American-Made Index, or AMI, considers five major factors to zero in on the economic impact of a given model. Assembly location, domestic parts content as determined by the American Automobile Labeling Act, engine sourcing, transmission sourcing, and factory jobs provided by each automaker's U.S. plants. So by now you're probably wondering what all this has to do with Jeep, and you'd be right to assume that Jeep is on this list. In fact, for the second year in a row, the Jeep Cherokee has garnered the number one spot. Jim Morrison, head of Jeep brand, newly head of Jeep brand in North America, said in a recent press release about the announcement, quote, we salute the dedicated employees who build the Cherokee, the most capable mid-sized SUV on the planet, as well as all the loyal Jeep owners who drive it. I think this is a pretty cool honor for Jeep, actually, especially as we roll into the 4th of July holiday. So from all of us here at the show to all the folks at the Belvedere Assembly Plant in Belvedere, Illinois, where the Cherokee is made, congratulations.
0: Very much so. Uh, that's a uh, quite an honor. Oh, and you mentioned July the 4th uh, coming up, and there may be some folks out there that uh, are wondering uh, if we're going to be having a show this week, uh, and we certainly will be. Uh, many of you know that we record the show on Thursdays, which is July the 4th, and the dedicated team here at the Jeep Talk Show is going to give up their uh, July 4th to record it. Oh, oh wait a minute. No, we've actually rescheduled <coughs> no, that. Uh, uh,
2: there's a stick of dynamite that says otherwise <laughs> it's, uh, in the mail.
0: Yeah, we'll be uh, recording that earlier in the week, but there will definitely be a July 4th weekend Jeep Talk
2: Show coming up. If you've got a news tip or response to any one of our stories, be sure to let us know by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find out how to reach out. And coming up a little bit later in the show, interview with Allie McClellan. Hey, coming up in Tech Talk, uh,
0: the fastest body work tip you've ever heard. And it just might be the craziest one, too. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast.
1: Shut up and
4: listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't show. Man, shut up. Shut up, Shane. Hey. Shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler Talk. It's time for G Mama.
3: A lot of firsts this past weekend. Um, I went wheeling in a brand new place, a place I've never wheeled before um, in Virginia. Um, just outside of Gore, Virginia, it's a place called the Cove Campground, and this place isn't just where anybody can go wheel. Um, there's this off-road, uh, big dog off-road that holds events, and they hold these events at this campground. Um, there's also a Jeep group called Off Camber Crawlers, um, who sometimes uh, holds events at this campground. So it's it's not like you can go there anytime and wheel there. It's um, just special groups are allowed to wheel there, but they have all sorts of trails. And it, the terrain is somewhat similar to Rush Creek, but it's different. And it, And I don't know how to explain how it's different, but it just is. There's a lot of going up and down the mountains. Brush Creek um, is kind of like up in the mountains, and you're kind of like on a – there's not really a whole lot of up and down. It's maybe like a more flat, not a lot of inclines and declines. So, of course, there was a lot of swearing um, on my part. <laughs> oh, I was uh, going to
0: say in general or just you? <laughs>
3: just, just me, um, the old Jeep Mama's back. Um, I also came up with some new swear words that I have no idea where they came from. It oh, just speaking in tongues. Came, it just <laughs> came out of my mouth. Um, I, they rate their trails as one through ten there. I was on fives. I'm pretty sure I could do sevens, maybe eights. Um, but it was such a great experience. I met new people I've never wheeled with before. Um and the thing is I got to wheel at night for the first time. Oh. I've never yeah. That was that was really fun. We started off with, you know, it was like around I don't know, 7 or 8. And so it wasn't quite dark yet and you know as the night went on it got darker. So that was a really new experience. Um I had a good time. But when I got there, I had to go to the campground office and I paid for my camping and they said, "Okay, you need to pay your event fee down by the tent and you need cash. And I'm like, oh, poo. I didn't bring any cash. And they go, oh, no, you know, the guy, the owner of uh, Big Dog, he's, you know, he's really picky about his money. And I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? So anyway, I went down there and Jeff from Adrenaline Off-Road knows the owner of the off-road company And he said, just say, hey, I know Jeff and I'm the podcast lady. I'm like, okay. (laughs) So I get there and I said, oh, you're going to be really mad at me. I didn't bring any cash. And I said, but my name's Tammy. And Jeff told me to say I'm the podcast lady. Well, I did not have to pay.
1: Banfair, the horns come out,
3: red
2: carpet gets rolled out.
3: (laughs) He actually gave me, he hopped in my Jeep. He gave me a, pr- a tour of the the campground and told me this is where all the shenanigans happen at Camp 6. <laughs> this is where you're camping. And then he took me on some of the trails. Um, and then he took me to a place where not everybody gets to go. And we went on a little hike to see the dinosaur back. So, yes, I kind of did get the, the red carpet treatment. So that was kind of cool. So this is um, great
0: this has happened to you, Tammy. But the problem is now that you've shared this little tidbit. The next time this happens, uh, and you go up and say, hey, you remember me? I'm right. uh, Tammy, the uh, the podcaster. And you go, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. We've only already had five in front of you. Right. <laughs> Including the guy with a beard.
3: <laughs> well, and actually, he lives really close to me. So um, that's pretty cool. Um, so, you know, I did all the wheeling where there was some shenanigans and – um one of the shenanigans is this area by Camp 6 where they have all these mud pits. And everybody goes there and, like, stands on, like, the the hillside or whatever, watching all these jeepers trying to go through these mud pits. <laughs> yeah. So that's what you do after your day of wheeling. You go, you know, take your, your adult beverage and go sit or stand up on this hill. And so I was with the these, the off camera crawlers. That's who I was there with, and they have he, the president has some friends. They're called Dirt Nerds Off Road. They're really cool guys. They're I love these in, club names. In, I know. Right? <laughs> they're they're in Virginia, and um, so I was hanging out with them, and they're like in their twenties, thirties, and they are cracking me up. Just you know, hooting and hollering, trying to get these you know, jeepers to go through the mud. And so one Cherokee guy does. And while I'm there, I'm thinking, you know what? I need to get some audio for the podcast. So, and then they, um, some of them listened to the podcast and they were saying, you guys should do a segment called, are you smarter than a redneck? <laughs> and oh, <no. laughs> so, Anyway, here is some sound of me with one of the guys from Dirt Nerds Off-Road. He probably won't because girls. Okay, so what's what's going on here? Uh, so right now
1: we're playing. Are you smarter than fifth? Are you smarter than Redneck? I'm sorry. Uh, the Rednecks are in the mud pit, and we're watching them. They will not be able to get out because there's an active creek under this certain mud pit. Uh, they're trying to winch him out, and using a oh, they're using trees as leverage to keep the blazer from moving. I would call that a positive Banker. Right now, the they've gotten into the mud pit multiple times. They ripped sheet metal off of the front of the XJ that is in the mud pit, along with the trans cooler, and now they're stuck again. <laughs> Uh, third time's a charm, maybe. And now they're gonna eat the winch. And now the winch is between. Is probably under the tire. Great
3: Hi guys, welcome to. My name Ladies
1: and gentlemen. Uh, so we also. I don't think there's a redneck here with a shirt on. Is there? <laughs> nope. Nope. There is not.
3: And that's all. Hey, the girls made it.
0: And Connor made it. Okay, all right, that's all I got. <laughs> so, <laughs> like I hey, said, so that's enough of that.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um. There is video. I was also recorded video. Um. This guy was raining mud on his Cherokee and they hooked up a winch and all the guys up there are like, no, no, you don't hook it there. Don't hook it there. Oh, they're, no. they're going... Watch this, watch this. And they were right. So um, that video is on my YouTube channel. Um, But later that evening, we missed um, a forerunner. And it's actually the forerunner that was in front of me most of the day while I was wheeling. Um, And you can watch him in my videos. And it's funny because in my videos, you can hear me going, okay, I'm not following him. I'm not following him because he was taking (laughs) lines that I wouldn't have taken. Um, But he made it through. Um and then after him a Wrangler tried to go through and didn't make it and they had to winch him out and his engine caught fire Ooh. after they winched him Aww. out yes yeah so that that kind of stinks um but all in all it was a great time I it, it's really fun to hit some trails that you've never been on before it keeps you um on you know just on guard and you you know. Helps you it makes you think it
0: makes you uh, right. expand that experience
3: right and um there there's a video where Tony and Josh, I still have not got that throttle um, pedal thing down yet. I had a hard time getting over a rock, which you know everyone else made it over. I had a hard time getting up um this muddy incline, and I had to take the other way around, so I'm still. Still learning how to put my foot down on that that skinny pedal. Uh, but eventually, hopefully, I'll get it. Um,
0: Tammy, you're the only one of the show that actually goes wheeling. So whenever you <laughs> fail, the show fails. Just keep that in mind next I, time.
3: I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I learned from my failures. So I loved going there so much. This group that I'm um, trying to become a member of, which I've done all the requirements. I just have to go to a membership meeting in September. They're a really good group, off-camera crawlers. Um, They're doing a 101-201 wheeling weekend, July 20th, I believe it is. And so I'm going camping and wheeling again that weekend. The following weekend, I will be wheeling and camping at Roush Creek with Carolina Trails Off-Road. And then I just yesterday confirmed in August, I will be going to Connecticut and wheeling with one of our listeners. And then we are going to meet the bearded jeeper up in New Hampshire the next day and wheel with him.
2: Way cool. Yeah,
3: yes. So, um, and then of course in August, I will be leading a group in September at AOAA, a group of ladies. And then the following weekend, I will be at women's wheeling day, hopefully leading a trail, um, Leading a group with them. So really, really busy. I'm probably going to have to, I don't know, maybe take a day or two off the podcast. But I will try to work it out where I don't have to because I I don't want to get fired. But I'm just saying that because maybe you should offer me a raise or something to keep me here. <laughs> sure, I mean
0: with the <laughs> uh, with the high lift jack you got, you can have all the raise you like.
3: Right, right. Um, there you go.
0: So I'm thinking you need to you need really need need time off so that you can start interviewing publicists so that you they can help get, help you get the word out. See Tammy at blah 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 blah.
3: Right, right. There you go. So I'm I'm really excited. Um, it's gonna lots. Of, it's gonna be about a six hour drive to Connecticut. And then after we wheel that day, it's about a three-hour drive to where we're going to be meeting the bearded jeepers. So that's really cool. Be that's a, exciting. Yeah, yeah. S-
0: so you didn't mention it. Uh, this last event you went to, uh, your oldest son was was going out there, oh. right? Oh, yes. Oh,
3: D- don't bring it me. up. Don't bring it up. Yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> I am so upset. You got the so uh, the vet stuck in the mud pit, right? Yeah, he almost <laughs> drove his vet up there. No. So his the guy from work his he's not really his boss but he is kind of his boss was supposed to pick him up and this is one thing it's a lesson learned for Michael um you got to make plans with people you got to set times and oh yeah just, and they never all week I was asking him and he was getting up he was getting frustrated with me and I'm like Michael you've got to have a plan and. So I knew Michael worked Friday and I wanted to do the night run. So I got Henry, who was coming up, was supposed to bring him up Saturday morning. Well, they never agreed on a specific time. They just said, oh, I'll pick you up after work or in the morning. Well, he didn't pick Michael (laughs) up after work. So Michael's (laughs) thinking six in the morning. So he's sleeping and it's four in the morning and that's when he got his text. Well, he didn't get the text. So they never even stopped by the house. They just left. So that Saturday morning, I'm like all excited because I think I'm going to see Michael and he's not there. And I'm like, what the hell? So that was pretty disappointing. Michael was pretty upset too. You know, he took the whole weekend off. He got the whole weekend off and he was looking forward to to wheeling with me. But yeah, he should have gone with you and then he would have known he would have had a ride. Yeah. Well, he had to work that night. I should have. Oh, I got you. you. Sometimes, you know, as a mom, you want to step in and- then you don't and then you're mad because you didn't step in but no no no
0: it's not stepping in is the way you want to go with this because right. otherwise they don't learn and right it's ex- exactly right so you made the right decision okay. by staying out of it
3: so anyway that was really sad but I did have a good time and I made some new friends and you know all's good hey folks coming up later in the show we're going to hear from Nikki G
4: hey Chief Talk Show this is Johnny from uh, Pennsylvania and uh something about Tammy saying about doorless in Pennsylvania. It really only depends on the cop who, who they'll give you a ticket or not, but most cops don't care if you're a in Pennsylvania. And uh Tammy, uh, let's go off her sometime, because I wouldn't mind going to Maryland or meet you at our house sometime. So let's go. Have a great one.
3: Johnny, you got it. Just look me up on Facebook and we can meet up there.
4: I hate those
0: laws that are laws, but the cops don't. Yeah, the cops don't enforce it. Nah, eh, Don't worry about right. it.
3: <laughs> it's like, <Right>. okay. <laughs> well, we have the Fender Law here in Maryland. Uh, where yeah, the here Fender in Oregon, become, too. Yeah, but uh, knock
0: on wood. Tell me more don't. about that, because we don't have any laws here on Texas. <laughs> the you don't have any land you can wheel on
4: either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting how it works out, is not it? Um, everywhere we go is wheeling. Um, so you have to have the the tire covered,
3: is that what you said? Yeah, the whole fender has to cover the tire.
0: Mm. And if somebody needs to come up with some magnetic uh uh fender flares.
3: Well, it- I I saw somebody did cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> then just taped the cardboard. Take the state patrol. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly.
0: Oh, gee. You know, uh, Josh, we've talked about this recently. Uh, it, it, it's, I guess it's been a while, uh, the, uh, the cable versus synthetic. And I don't know about you, but
2: I'm going to be a cable guy for a very, very long time. Uh, you know, I... I swore by cable for, for years until I was in a recovery situation, and it wasn't my own. I was just sort of, you know, helping out because, you know, we have the guy with the winch. We have the guy who's stuck, and then we've got some spotters, and, and you know, that usually it's usually the spotter who's uh, pulling cable and stuff anyways, and that was, that was me. Uh, except it wasn't cable, thankfully, because I was going up the face of a waterfall, and one doesn't want to <laughs> crawl the face of a waterfall with steel cable over your shoulder. All right. Well, let's get into it. No, I really hats off to the guy who invented this, invented the synthetic rope for for winches and stuff like that. It's amazing. I mean, yeah, you know, the longevity standpoint or you know, whatever. When you're out on the trail and your winch doesn't weigh a million pounds and you don't have all that extra weight and and you know potential rust bucket hanging on the front of your rig, <laughs> you've got some good synthetic rope. That is easy to work with. And when you're in a recovery situation, especially when, you know, minutes and seconds matter, when somebody is on the verge of flopping or something like that, you know, you want something you can spool out fast. You want something you can climb up the hill fast with and is easy to manage. Cable ain't that. Josh, you ignorant slut. Uh-oh. uh <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, no, Here we go. So- wait, wait, wait. I got to walk around the ring with my round one sign. Oh, very (laughs) nice. I like those high hills. Right. Round one.
0: Perfect. Uh, You need to fix the hair, though. That's that's certainly Jeep hair. Uh, Yes. So, so Josh, Josh, you're woefully wrong on this because, obviously, if uh, tow truck operators and emergency uh, uh, emergency truck or emergency vehicle operators uh, are running cable, they must know something that we don't. I mean, cable's where it is. It, it, it's where it's at. It's where it's going to be for the next several years until they can come up with something uh, that's synthetic that the sun doesn't break or that pointy rock doesn't tear up and, uh, uh, and,
2: and ruin your entire winching day. You know, th- there's, there's a reason why they, there's no such thing as a tow cable, and it's called a tow rope. You know, there's... Storage? Storage. <laughs> <laughs> No, and and as far as you know, like the 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 wreckers and the the uh, the tow truck drivers, you know those guys go and, and stuff like that. It's it's you know they're having to 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 tow or or lift or recover any number of different kinds of vehicles. It could be a Volkswagen yeah. Beetle, it could be an F three fifty, and so you're going to have to have something that can go you know for for any situation like that. Well, when you're recovering, you know when you are, are winding something up on the front of your Jeep you're dealing with your Jeep and possibly recovering another Jeep. You don't have to worry about the F-350 that's stuck in the ditch. You know, I mean, if that's the case, well, then you've got a couple of other Jeeps there who also have synthetic rope, and, you know, a couple of you guys can pull it all out. Cable isn't all that. It used to be the bee's knees. You know, it, it was oh. it was the best thing out there, but something better came along. It, it's, it's certainly. And eventually, I think eventually, we're going to see you know, emergency vehicles and, and and tow rigs and stuff like that moving towards synthetic over cable, one, I think, ultimately, is going to be fuel economy. I mean, when you can reduce a couple hundred pounds off your rig uh, and just by going from cables to synthetic, that's a big deal. Nobody
0: wants to be changing out the rope. Every other week because it oh, will not yeah, stand up week. to the day-to-day operation of uh, of what the tow truck operators and everybody else has to deal with. And no, cable is not going to be perfect. There, we have not found anything that's perfect in, in, in anything. Uh, so yeah, there's. I'm looking. I very much like technology, and I hope that it gets to that point someday where we have this very light, strong material. But it ain't there now. I mean, like I said, oh, if, if, I if the, if the Look, sun if you have- can damage it, and you and you, you can tear it on a on a rock or a piece of metal that you because you didn't uh, uh, run the the thing right, or maybe the jeep or whatever you're trying to tow slips, and now it's cutting your rope. Uh, I just don't. I just don't think so. I'd rather have the weight and have that uh, ability to maintain uh, the pull or. Uh, continue pulling the rest of the day and maybe change the cable later, but not immediately,
2: not have to come up with that special splicing you have to do for the uh, for your synthetic rope. I, look, I see guys out there that have been running synthetic rope, the same spool of synthetic rope for years. Now, obviously, if you're kind of person who is pulling cable every single time that you go out, Maybe you need to consider your your how you choose your lines. Yeah, that's kind uh, of you know more than more than you know what what what's on what's on your uh, winch spool. Um, you know, and the other thing is is that you know if I see a cable and it it's got a strand or two that's that's sprung you know or it's got it's got a uh, um, a kink in the cable or something like that that oh, that yeah. is a winch cable you cannot use yeah. now if a if if its synthetic rope is starting to fray a little bit yeah you might be a little bit worried about it but you look at it this way a cable has what maybe you know 20 30 40 strands of wire it all you know wound up maybe 100 you know uh, a synthetic rope thousands and so, a few little phrase on a synthetic rope isn't a big deal. On a cable, it is. Synthetic rope, it can't kink. Cable, it can. There's just so many pros and cons that add up to synthetic being better than cable, even just now with it only being on the market for, you know, less than a decade, I would say, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really, really coming to time. So, well, I mean, cable has had its time. It's time to go the way of the 8-track.
0: See, now, <laughs> it's not like that. So... <laughs> you, huh. The, the, the biggest thing, and I'm glad you mentioned it, it hasn't been on the scene for very long. That's my point. That's another one of my points is it is the coolest, neatest thing to put on your Jeep. You got to have the synthetic because it's the cool thing. And everybody always says, oh, it's so much safer than, than a steel cable because whenever a, a, a synthetic snaps, it doesn't take out you, that 3.5 Dana rear end, and uh, the, twin, <laughs> the twin towers, you know, because everybody talks about how horrible, you know, steel is when you can just put a dampener over it and takes care of it most of the time. So I just think it's a big fad uh, because it is not uh, sufficient enough. It's not great enough to replace steel cable.
2: Except for almost every competition rig in the world is running synthetic now, not cable. And they're being and promoted, so if, if, they're being paid you know, <laughs> to, to run that com- stuff. In a competition <laughs> environment, you know, where, where you're, you're pretty much in the roughest of the rough and, and everything is happening extremely fast, cable just is a loser. It, it's going to cost time, it, it's going to be a headache. There's too many things that can go wrong with it. It's just the synthetic well, is is going to be much better for so many more situations. Well, does that's cable the- have its place in, in certain things? Sure, absolutely. But you know, as far as jeepers go, in, in, in the off-road world, it's starting to move to the world of synthetic, and there's many good reasons why. Well, and, and
0: that's a good point. In drag racing, the engines don't they they run them one, maybe twice, and then the, now they got to tear them down and rebuild them. They have that all that money that they got from their uh, the people that uh, that pay them to race to have the stickers and stuff on their vehicles. And synthetic, uh, synthetic line, you can do the exact same thing in competition. You can buy a bunch of that stuff if you're being provided money or maybe even synthetic line to run every time. It's just the next best thing to put on the Jeep that looks cool. Oh, and it comes in colors. <sighs>
2: Well, that's only because synthetic allows you to have the colors. Look, if somebody's out there uh, anodizing uh, ca- steel cable for a witch line, I'm sure, I'm sure that there's, <laughs> there's got to be somebody out there that's doing that, all right? So, you know, as far as that goes. But you know, look, at, look at it this way. Um, when cell phones first came out, they were like a million dollars. I mean, you know, yeah. the, even now, you know, when, the, when a new cell when something new comes to market, it's extremely expensive. And that's why synthetic it's it's it yes I agree with you it hasn't been around that long certainly not as long as cable has and that's why it's expensive time will tell and as we were starting to see there's a lot more manufacturers coming out the technology has improved the materials have improved and and there's I mean now even UV fading is a thing of the past with with some of this some of the synthetic rope you know, you get water on your cable and uh, some bad things are going to start to happen. You get water on your synthet- synthetic rope and no big deal. So, I mean, just again, there's just so many reasons why you should not be going cable, why you should be looking at moving towards a synthetic uh, rope for your winch, just because there's so many reasons why it's better than cable. Tony. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So what do you guys think out there, cable or synthetic? Give us a call on our voicemail line. You can go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contacts. Well, Extreme Terrain is
2: back again with another big money giveaway for the month of June 2019. As you know, Extreme Terrain has teamed up with Rugged Ridge to award 4000 bucks in Wrangler upgrades to one lucky winner. As a division of Omics ADA, Rugged Ridge is an aftermarket leader for replacement and restoration Jeep parts. Established back in 2005, Rugged Ridge designs over 3,000 products for Jeepers from floor liners to snorkels to modular bumpers and more. With Extreme Terrain as our June sponsor and one of the top retailers for Rugged Ridge products, it made all the sense in the world for these two powerhouse Jeep parts companies to team up on a big Wrangler parts giveaway of tremendous proportions. But your time is running out to get in on this amazing giveaway. We'll have a link for on our website in the show notes for this episode. Use that to enter every day from now until June 30th to maximize your chances at taking home your favorite Jeep parts from our friends at Rugged Ridge and ExtremeTerrain.com. There's only a few days left, so get there now. Are you running out of time for all that tech talk? Oh, well, yes, I am quite busy, Mr. Voice out of nowhere.
1: Then how about a quickie?
2: Ah, oh, just, I don't know. We just met. I'm really not that kind of... It's d- time for Just the Tip. Yeah, oh, well, you could have at least just bought me a drink first or something. Oh, hey, watch it. Oh, what are you doing back there anyways? Well, if you have a dent in your game to try to remove it yourself, there's a bunch of stuff out on the market that you can use to try and make that happen. Everything from plungers to weird epoxy pulley majiggers. I got something way simpler for you, and it's straight out of the world of science. You're going to need a hairdryer and an air duster. That's all you're going to need. You know, those air dusters like the ones you use to clean a computer keyboard with? Yeah, that's it. So using the hairdryer, heat the dent for a good 30 to 60 seconds or so, getting the area nice and warm. Then... Holding the air duster upside down, and that's the key to making this work. Spray the dent for a good 10 seconds or so. Many dents will pop out in just mere seconds. Doesn't work on everything. Doesn't work on every dent, but
3: it might work on yours. Do you think it would work on the dent on my um, stain? My Barricade rock sliders, which I
0: forgot oh, to mention. And you would need probably, to get uh, you would need to get a big thing of nitrogen, liquid nitrogen.
2: Yeah, I think I, for, I was gonna say it might take some nitrogen <laughs> for something like that. <laughs> now this for for something like you know bumpers, uh, rock sliders, this ain't gonna work. Uh, but for body panels, door panels, you know stuff like that, your hood, uh, the hatch, yeah. Try it on that, and let me know how it works out.
0: Now I, I know steel has a memory to it, uh, and that would, uh, and that's what you're doing. You're trying to get yeah. the steel to get back to where it was uh, by the 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 memory, if you will. I wonder if the Ford trucks that are now all aluminum. I wonder if aluminum has the has that memory. I, I don't think it no. does. I don't no, think this would a soft, work on an aluminum vehicle.
2: Absolutely not. No, nor plastic. So yeah. uh, you know, if you got a Saturn or some of those Grand Cherokee panels, uh, yeah, it's not not going to work out for those. Well, if you have any, anything to add or maybe you have a hack yourself that you'd like to share with us uh, or maybe a question you'd like us to be uh, have a, have addressed on Tech Talk, just jump over to JeepTalkShow.com slash contact and send us a message. The Jeep Talk Show. It's not about us. It's about you, the listeners.
4: It's Tim from Torrance. Hey Jeepers, this is uh, Rob from Hey guys, it's Cody with Trailchasers.net with another grand adventure. Hey guys, this is Cody from Indiana. yoo Hello Jeep Talk Show crew. This is F.J. Rick. Hi guys. This is Joe. If a turtle doesn't have a shell, is he naked or homeless? Hey guys, this is Ron out in Arizona. Hey, what's up? Jeep talk show. This is Jake, in Oregon Trail Offroad. Hi. This is Jake from California. And I'm sitting here eating four friends for breakfast. Hey, this is uh, PAG Free. Hey, Tony, Josh, and Tammy, It's XJJ calling.
0: This is John, Free Runner 1982. And on today's Radio Context segment, I'm going to talk about APRS, an Anal Pro Restraint System. No! No. No, that's not right. We love our listeners.
4: Hey guys, Josh here. Just wanted to call you all about tracking devices for your Jeep. Another option that a lot of people overlook if you're a ham radio, if you're a licensed ham radio tech, uh, or higher, you can put uh, an APRS setup in your Jeep. Uh, that stands for Automated Packet Reporting System. I've built one using a cheap uh cheap Baofeng Thing radio and a forty-dollar uh, LG smartphone off of uh, Amazon. And uh, in most major cities, you're going to be able to track where the vehicle's at. It uses a GPS, transmits a data packet with a radio signal, which gets uploaded to the web. The downside is, is it's not secure, so anybody can see where you're at if they have access to that to uh, to that website. Uh, I really don't see that as a problem since the majority of people that are going to see you are fellow hams, but it is an option and a low cost one at that. Uh With the $20 radio and the $40 phone, you got to add another $20 cable and then uh it's not that hard to wire it up for uh constant power from the vehicle and the radio and the cell phone don't really draw much power. So uh unless you're going a week or more without driving your Jeep around, it'll probably get you by uh and it's once you get it set up there is no sub, uh subscription fees it's all free anyway you'll have a good one
2: yeah, good stuff right there. Uh, you know, for an initial investment, uh, you can get something going for that. Uh, again, you got to be a ham radio operator. Very good uh, very good uh, topic there, Josh. Uh, you know, most of people do overlook that and <laughs> most people aren't ham radio operators, and even though I and, and both Tony are it's certainly not something that was uh, uh, front of mind as far as vehicle tracking goes, but yeah, APRS definitely a good idea for that sort of stuff. Thanks for calling in. Probably works as good as LoJack does.
0: <laughs> so, cuz I don't oh, think yeah, the technology is yeah, I don't think the technology is really that much different. From
1: around the world. Or from your city. And sometimes just down
0: the street. How to neighbor.
1: It's the Jeep Talk Show Interview
0: righty, boys and girls, we're back for another uh, Jeep Talk Show interview. And uh, uh, Ali, you've heard him on our voicemails in the past uh, many times, and thank you very much for those voicemails. And, and actually, to everyone out there, uh, we really appreciate when you you uh, call in and, and uh, connect with us. But tonight, uh, Ali is going to be connecting to us uh, directly through uh, a, a nice long interview. Uh, Ali is just an average guy that found the love of jeeping late in life at the young age of thirty-one. Allie works in retail. He owns a furniture appliance mattress store, uh, which is family-owned and operated since 1980. 1980, guys, that's a long time. Uh, In his spare time, Jeeps, uh, snowmobiles, golf, uh, and enjoys the outdoors. He's currently the president of the local Rotary Club and was president of Chamber of Commerce uh, until the incident, of course. Uh, He likes to help out his community in, in any way he can. He drives a 1997 TJ with the 4.0 uh, engine, a five-speed manual transmission that he did a complete frame-off restoration. Uh, I don't know. He picked up the, the damn body off of it like that. Anyway, his uh, soon-to-be wife drives a 2019 JLU with a six-speed manual. Her Jeep is a hella yellow, and uh, his is a gunmetal pearl, which, you know, if you're going to do a frame-off restoration, you should at least just repaint it red. Am I right, Tammy? No. <laughs> absolutely not i bet the frame is red i bet you that's the way he went to it that way it's kind of like no. wearing uh wearing those uh thongs under your uh your blue jeans right Alley? No. no no actually
5: i had a, I <laughs> yeah, had a nightmare a couple you. nights ago about my jeep got painted red
0: and uh, I, almost, I almost had to go see a doctor woke up with a big smile on your face and felt no. really embarrassed i understand <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> quit, quit. he said nightmare tony quit like painting over it well it, it it's a nightmare because like, it was red it's like a, when you go
0: off road tammy you know you scream and you curse but you go back for it over and over again so it's like oh. l- it's like having the the fun and the excitement so we understand us red jeep owners understand what he was talking about
3: not the same
0: <laughs> <laughs> at, at any rate Allie, thanks yeah. for being with us tonight you know you can't just sit there and listen you got to talk too right no no problem no
3: problem <laughs> I, I will say sometimes it's hard i get you get caught up and you're just like listening to the story. You're like, oh, wait, I'm on. So <laughs> we, we will be quiet so you can do all the talking this time.
5: No, that's no problem at all. Uh, it's it's so surreal to actually be talking to you guys instead of uh, listening. So, uh, yeah, I guess to talk about my Jeep story, I started out uh, about three years ago. I bought a used TJ. I actually ended up, I sold a motorcycle. Because I just found I wasn't using it anymore, and uh, I wanted a way to be able to have that open-air experience and uh, take along my family. So I I hunted for a a used Jeep, and I found this Jeep TJ that I bought. It was uh, quite a bit cheaper than most of the other TJs, and uh, not not knowing that uh, obviously that means there's a lot of problems with it, I uh, jumped Mm -hmm. on it and bought it. And while I was looking it over, the guy was like, uh, you know, kind of sketchy and he wasn't <laughs> really, uh, you know, he said, I don't have to sell it to you and I could part it out. And me not, uh, not realizing that I probably should have taken a closer look or maybe taken a mechanic with me. I bought it, loaded it on a trailer and brought it home. And, uh, I got it home and I decided that, uh, you know, we should go for a trail ride. So I called up a few of my buddies and, and we went for a trail ride and, we had been gone for, I don't know, an hour maybe, and I uh, went over this bump, and I heard this clunk, and my gas tank fell out.
3: Oh, <gasps> man. Oh, no. You
0: need that. That's important.
5: That's kind of what we gathered. <laughs> uh, so, so me, and not looking the Jeep over well enough, uh, the, skid t- the gas tank skid plate was completely rusted out and was holding on by just a fraction of an inch, and uh, that's what I let go, so it broke the fuel uh picked up and uh ended up being towed home, so my uh fiance was not super impressive my first ride out with the new jeep I got towed home
3: yeah, oh, that stinks
0: it that does stinks. stink. it smells like gas, really, uh, a lot of gas. um so I guess it's good the the and you did the thing that we always tell everybody, don't jeep alone. Uh, Don't wheel alone. So uh, you know you could have been in a really world of hurt uh, out there. uh, Without, uh, uh, I would assume you would still have cell coverage out there, but at least uh, it's nice having people with you that can uh, help you uh, get back home.
5: Absolutely, no, definitely. Uh, Out here where I'm living, a lot of the time you're without cell coverage out in the woods, and I didn't. I don't have a CB. I still don't have a radio of any sort, actually. But uh, you're right. I try not to jeep alone. So then I spent. Uh, about two years doing a frame-off restoration uh, on a Jeep, and I, I took it apart myself. I kind of started to kind of learn. I, li- I was listening to you guys, and I said, hey, I can do this. This isn't that hard.
3: So uh, when did you start listening to us, the Jeep Talk Show? Two years ago, uh, Tammy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tony,
5: stopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably two, three years ago, Sometime in, sometime
3: in there. Uh-huh. And what made you and, want to start listening to us?
5: Well, I was just uh, looking around at podcasts, trying to find something I was interested in. My uh, fiance listens to murder podcasts, and that's really not my scene. So i I found <laughs> that's not you know, scary uh, at I all. Said, <laughs> no, <laughs> shouldn't be an alarm at all, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I, I I had a Jeep, and I thought, well, geez, I wonder if wonder if Jeep will bring anything up in the podcast world and. Soon enough, sure enough, I guess it brought you guys up.
3: So we must have been okay for you to keep listening to us after, you know, a couple of years. Well, I I first listened to actually, uh, I think it was an episode
5: where you were just starting on. And then I went back and I mistakenly listened to just Josh and Tony.
3: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Smart guy. Well, it's
0: not it's the thing you those are fine. The ones you shouldn't listen to was when it's just Tony. (laughs) <laughs> Tony's lost without yeah. somebody to talk to. I I have
5: to be honest. I never went and listened to episode one, and good. I know sometimes you guys will talk about episode one, and I I just had never ventured there. I've never been brave enough to
0: venture to right. that land. It's more of a test. Let's say it's not really much of a show. It's more of a, just a test of the of the equipment. <laughs> So, let me ask you a question about your business. I, th- I find this fascinating that anybody, uh, you know, if you can work for yourself, that is just, I think that's a, a, a dream of many people. You know, people that haven't worked for themselves and found out how, how hard it really is. But uh, 1980, that's a long-term business. It's, uh, that's a good feather in your uh, in your cap or your family's cap.
5: Yeah, well, I have to be honest, it's uh, my father that started the business in 1980, and oh, I figure. joined since, he tells me the time I could walk, and even yeah. probably before I could walk, I would smile at the customers and entertain them. Um, so I've been there, yeah, right, right up through, um, and it's it's been great, you know, it, it's obviously it's ups and downs, working for yourself is not always as easy as some might think it to be, but uh, at the end of the day... You know, you can come and go as you please, and you set your own schedule, and you do have some flexibilities that are, that are nice.
0: So do you ever have problems with people coming in and just uh, laying on the mattresses, and you say, get up off of that thing. You can, you can buy it and, and use it at home, but not here in the store. Sometimes
5: we have some customers that we need to fire. <laughs> we'll call it that. <laughs> I've, uh, I haven't personally done that. I've seen my father do that a couple of times where he's fired the customer. Uh, it's, it's an interesting process.
3: How do you fire a customer?
0: <laughs> Get the hell out! <laughs> <laughs> Basically, what Tony said, yeah. Uh,
3: you they kick him out. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I would imagine sometimes, working sometimes with the public is very interesting. To. Yeah, I, I, I would suspect <laughs> so. A friend of mine
5: always said, you know, the problem with working with the general public is the general public. Uh
3: huh. Yeah, and that must be a lot, a lot of stress to have your own business. I mean, because you've got to count on you. Yeah,
5: it is. Um, You know, you have employees to manage, you have customers to look after. Um, I've got my parents that I'm trying to keep happy. Um, So it's it's definitely can be a lot of stress. That's why I drive a jeep.
0: Hey, Allie, this this is a great opportunity. Yeah, Uh, this is a great opportunity for me to ask a business owner something because that's kind of what we've got going on here as a business and we've got some employees. Now, say you have uh, an employee that. Uh, only has to work one day a week and it's only for a few hours and they constantly keep asking (laughs) off. What would you do if you don't want to lose that employee but encourage them to be, you know, on time at work every week?
5: I would pay them more. (laughs) Thank
3: you. Thank you.
0: You're welcome, Tammy. (laughs) Allie figured it out. He knew where I was (laughs) going with this.
3: Exactly. (laughs) I'm sorry we can't accept, my first.
0: We can't accept that answer uh, since you you and uh, Tammy obviously set something up.
3: No, we It's we not my first it's not, it's
0: not my first day at
5: the rodeo, Tony. Come on.
3: Yeah, exactly. He he doesn't fall for those Henway type things. So like, go on.
0: So going back to the restoration, did you actually do the thing with the little baggies and the, the, the nuts and the bolts and, and mark where they came from? Or did you do like I did and just make a or the, I would do rather and just make a big pile and go, Oh, I think this one fits. Nope. <laughs> Let's try this one.
5: Oh no. I trust me, I still have piles of bolts and <laughs> and things that I, I don't know where they go oh, or of what course. they do, but yes. the Jeep is driving down the road and I'm it worked so i'm not sure what they do but i started out with good intentions i had a few bags and a permanent marker and actually i had to replace a part the other day and i found a piece of tape on it that had black marker that told me where it needed to go back
3: ah. oh that's good so, so
5: i would you- i have to be honest i i took it apart myself but i had to hire a guy because i can't weld um oh I yeah hire a guy to help me put it back together and and do the important stuff but right. uh I definitely, uh, I definitely got my hands dirty and and did a lot of cutting and, and getting rid of rust. I know Tony, you don't know what rust is like in Texas, no. but uh, Tammy, Tammy knows yes. all about rust, and I know all too well about rust. I actually had to swap the frame because it was cracked in one spot and it was so rusty you could put a screwdriver through it in any any spot in the frame.
0: My God. wow, that's amazing. It,
5: it was, yeah, it was really bad.
3: So when you said you were rebuilding it for two years, so you weren't able to drive it for two years.
5: Oh, no. I took it apart, and I took it to an original shop, and the guy had it for almost a year. And he kept telling me he was going to do it. He was going to fix the frame, and he was going to put it back together, and he didn't. And actually, I had the tires and rims and lug nuts stolen off at his shop. Oh, no. I remember that email. Yeah. Yeah, so after that happened, I, I went and took the frame and the axles. Luckily, the axles were still in it and, uh, and took it to a different shop.
0: Oh,
3: I would have been so upset.
0: Now, could you have just gotten the frame uh, and got it delivered to your house? And, well, I guess getting the body up and off of it would have been difficult. Uh, you'd have to have lots of friends. But uh, other than that, do you think you could have uh, done the entire restoration yourself if you uh, had had a new frame?
5: No, I don't think so, because I needed to replace the floor.
0: Oh the, yeah
5: the cab the cab corners, the rocker panels uh I had to, I had to fix the window frame, needed it weld it. I mean there was rust every the front fenders uh, I put a lot of body parts on it.
0: Well, wow, well, that is a lot of work. Well, God bless you for saving a jeep. Yes, uh, I mean, that could I have uh, easily just have uh, been thrown in the trash. That's a lot of time and
3: effort. Especially since this was your first Jeep. I I was the only
5: person pushing for this Jeep to survive. There were many, (laughs) many people that wanted me to throw this thing away after I bought it. But I said, no, you know what? We're going to put this back together and it's going to be great. And it is. And everybody loves it. Except so, for a few people, but we won't
0: talk about them. <laughs> so, uh, does that mean that you've, uh, you've put some stuff on the underbody to help protect it from, the, from future rust? I mean, especially since you went through this whole uh, huge ordeal.
5: Uh, no, I really haven't done too much. I had the frame undercoated and the bottom of the body. I've, I've done some a little bit of work, but I haven't really taken and undercoated the whole thing. What I am doing is I'm not driving it in the winter. So, when there's salt and sand on the roads... I actually park it for the winter.
0: Ah, yeah. The things you guys have to go through. It's just horrible. I know.
5: Yeah. It's, I have it's a, a, I have a Chevy truck that I drive to work when it's raining. Cause I take the top off the TJ for the summer or in the winter, if there's going to be snow on the ground. So basically from November till April, <laughs> I drive my, uh, my pickup to work and I park the Jeep in the, in the garage.
0: Yeah. I think the, uh, the cops call those throwdowns. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh <laughs> uh, well bless you for not being able to have your jeep um yeah. for that long but what we do for to protect them is you know because it's a way of life it's you know they're are our babies
5: i know and i hate not driving in the winter and maybe this winter i'll take the time and undercoat it and or fluid film and and really look after it and, and maybe i will drive it in the winter but uh because it is it's hard it's you know i listen to you guys talking on about Jeeps and about driving your Jeeps every day. And I'm sitting here for four, five, six months going, man, I can't drive my Jeep right now. I'm super
0: right. bummed. Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised Tammy hasn't uh, taken hers to an undercoating because she's very oh. uh, careful about the uh, salt being uh, staying on her vehicle. Uh, I don't know that the, the undercoating uh, makes it uh, 100% uh, salt proof, but uh, it's got to help some.
3: Yeah, I don't think you can totally keep the salt away from it unless you do what he does and parks it in the garage. So
0: I would assume you do, uh, or you will be doing regular inspections to be able to catch this uh, early and uh, fix it before having to go through all this again.
5: Oh, absolutely. I definitely, I get underneath quite often and, and look it over, check it over. And I do a lot of my own maintenance and repairs and stuff like that so i'm i'm definitely on top of it if there's anything that needs touched up or fixed
0: up yeah i was going to mention that that's going to be a, a great thing i mean that uh, for me i love i don't love working on my jeep but i i really love knowing how it goes together uh so, and so much so that i can hear a noise and go oh i bet you that's blah 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 i can check that and <laughs> so i can do diagnosis while i'm driving and hearing popping noises so, uh, there's just a wealth of information that you learn when you go through this.
5: Absolutely. I really enjoyed it. Actually, since I started, took it apart, put it back together and have been fixing it and working on it. It's not really been my, uh, cup of tea, if you will. I've never really done mechanics or, or mechanical stuff in my life. And, uh, it was just kind of interesting. I dove into it and, and I said, you know, this isn't that hard. Your guys' encouragement. I said, I can, I can figure this out. You know, I can, I can do this. And, it's been good. I I really appreciate the knowing how things go together, and I've always been that way my whole life. I always want to take it apart and put it back together. It's just never been involved like this with
0: vehicles. And you have to have a sense of pride too, knowing that you took it apart and put it back together, and now it's getting you from well, from one point to another, and it does so reliably. and And to me, that's just like it's a it's a great feeling of accomplishment that you know you can. Uh, uh, you know, do something that uh, means so much to your life, not only just your enjoyment, but getting back and forth to work or it just going to the store. Uh, it, it's, you don't have to walk. And, and you didn't have to spend your money to pay somebody else to, you know, have that privilege of being able to have that mobility.
5: Absolutely. No, I love it. You know, I came out of the garage with grease all over my hands <laughs> and clothes. Uh-huh. Like, oh, i go, like, honey, I fixed it. I did it, I right know. You know, I didn't have to pay somebody to do it. I did it myself. My mom was actually up in my garage last weekend, and she goes, and you're going to trust this thing after you put it back together? Uh You're going to trust to drive it down the road? And I was like, yes, of course I am. I've done a bunch of stuff to this. I trust my work.
0: And see, that's the point I want to make to everybody. Now, some of you, you know, may need a mechanic, and that's fine. Uh, There's nothing wrong with that. You need to be safe. But uh, if you're too concerned about, taking something on, like a brake job or uh, changing the oil in your, uh, in your Jeep, uh, this, you can go online, you can look at YouTube videos, you can uh, ask somebody to help you out the first time, and I think that just like Allie found out here, you'll find out that this stuff is really, really easy, and it's much uh, more satisfying to be self-sufficient.
5: I don't know, Tony. I cursed when I replaced my rear drum <laughs> brakes on my TJ. I cursed for a long no, time. Those aren't after I did those.
0: Yeah, those aren't those aren't disc brakes. So yeah, you have a you have a reason to to curse when you do drum brakes.
5: I don't think I would ever replace those again. If I'm going to replace those, it's going to be with disc brakes because I spent an hour and a half on one side and I spent 15 minutes on the other side. Never again.
0: So you're running the Dana 35 rear, correct? That's right. Yeah, so the thing you'd want to do is just go with a Ford 8.8 that had the disc brakes on it already. Jeez, that sounds pretty intense. I don't know if I can handle something like that. Nah, you'd be fine. You just need to do the same thing with the welding. You get You find you a Ford 8.8. And then take the axle down to a shop where they could uh, weld the uh, the spring pads and stuff on it. And you can buy all that stuff online. Uh, they just have to measure it and get it on there correctly. And then it's just a, a, a unbolt, swap, and put it back in. Uh, I can't remember. I think maybe the drive the rear drive shaft would have to be uh, lengthened or shortened. Just depends. But uh, it, I, you would be amazed if you haven't already read about this. The Ford 8.8 is a great swap, and it is very very strong. It's stronger than a Dana 44.
5: Yeah, that was was kind of one of the things in the back of my mind. If I could ever find a wrecked uh, DJ Rubicon, I always wanted the Dana 44s out of the front and rear and maybe a couple other little parts. You know, in the back of my mind, I keep looking for one. I wonder if I can find one. Definitely.
3: So, one question that we never really asked, but, but, I mean, Tony mentioned it. Um, You have a gunmetal pearl Jeep. What... (laughs) i'm sorry tammy
0: that was the wrong answer <laughs> so
3: um so i'm looking I, I just searched the on the google and is it like a blue color or is it like a gray sometimes it's hard to tell
0: tammy's in maryland they don't know what guns look like it's like a blue gray
5: it's it's yeah. kind of a yeah and i actually That's, when i did it I had the guy do it without clear coat, so it's kind of got a military look to it, like a flat. Oh, or Oh, cool. Mat.
3: Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I really like the color. It's very, it's unique. Well, how did you come up with that cover, color, Ali?
5: It was actually the color of the Jeep originally. Oh, that makes um, it
0: easy then. <laughs> in, in,
5: in, in, and I just said, I want to color match it as close as I can, but don't put any uh, clear coat over it, so that when I scratch it, because I'm going to wheel it, you know, through the woods. Right. It's... Definitely gonna get scratched. Then I can touch it up myself, and I don't need to take it to a body shop.
0: Uh, what kind of uh, what size uh, tires do you have on there?
5: So unfortunately, I'm just running thirty ones right now.
0: Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, and, and they're quite capable like that. I was just curious, you know, with the Dana thirty five, you have to be a little concerned about the the size of the the tire, the amount of torque and pressure that you're putting on that rear end. Thirty ones will be great off road. I had
5: thirty three. 12 and a half on it and uh, those are the ones I had stolen and that's kind of where I want to get back to oh. because I did get to drive it once with those and it and it was good but you know what I, these guys all talk about having 37s and 40s and all these big tires I appreciate the damn challenge when I'm off road I don't mind going on 31 <laughs> I it makes you know, me a better. I it, it makes me a better wheeler <laughs> Exactly,
0: and, and nobody, yeah. you know, nobody is 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 as impressed with thirty sevens as they are with thirty one. Did you see what that Jeep with the thirty ones did? And that thirty with right. the thirty sevens couldn't do it. Yeah, a lot of it is uh, as most things, the the tools are important, but uh, but the person using it is the most important thing. Well, Allie, uh, we're we're, that, you know. we're at the point of the show where we like to find out where the kids can find you on social media. I mean, if you want to be found, uh, where can people find you? Like, are, are you on the Instagram? Are you on the Pinterest? Uh, Facebook?
5: Well, you know I'm on Pinterest. We've talked about that before. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, no, definitely I'm on. I'm not on Instagram, but I am on Facebook, just under Allison Um uh, Pretty easy to find.
0: And if you're, uh, what part of uh, Canada are you in? So I'm in New Brunswick. Okay, so if uh, if somebody wants to get uh, some furniture, a mattress, or uh, any of that stuff that you, you'd find in your house, where what's the name of the business? Where can they find you, or if you want to be found, I'm sorry.
5: Yeah no, absolutely. no I don't mind. So my company name is the McClellan BrandSource so Home Furnishings, and uh, we have a, actually we have a website that I sell online. We have a shopping cart, and uh, I ship all over to Brunswick, and I, actually, a uh, couple days ago, I shipped a part to a lady in
0: Saskatchewan. Wow, So you're embracing the, 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 the not only the local but the online part of the uh, the business. Absolutely.
5: You know, I like to weigh in on your little conversation about local versus online. And I think that a good retailer uh, has both because there are people like you, Tony, that like to shop online. And there are people like Tony or uh,
0: like
5: Josh and Tony that want to in store. So I want to be able to do both for people.
0: Now, I got to right. tell you that if uh, if I was close enough to shop at your store, I would definitely come in just to give you a hard time. So that I would definitely go <laughs> local for. <laughs>
5: Well, Allie, I thank really you. Appreciate that.
0: <laughs> Allie, thank you so much for being with us tonight, and uh, uh, you know, best of luck on the uh, the TJ. What a great inspirational story, and and the saving of a Jeep that's going to see a continued life with a, a very excited owner. Appreciate you. Thank you for having me on.
3: Great
2: talking to you. Thanks. Well, from leaving voicemails a couple times to actually being on the show, big thanks to Allie McClellan for taking the time to come on the show. Kind of last minute too there, so uh, nice to have him on and and. Like we always say, everybody's got a Jeep story to tell. Nice to hear one from just another fellow Jeeper. Do you have an idea for a guest or maybe you work in the off-road industry or maybe know somebody who does? Maybe you would like to be a guest on the Jeep Talk Show and tell your own Jeep uh, Jeep story. We'd love to hear it. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com contact right now and share your idea for our next great guest. Hey, next week, you don't want to forget your number
0: two pencil. Actually, I'm going to say you need to get two sharpened number two pencils because you don't want to miss this class in session with Don from Jeep4x4school.com. He joins us next on the Jeep Talk Show, and that's going to be July 4th week. So don't forget when you're off having fun. uh, Actually, I guess you're recovering from Thursday on Friday. Listen to the Jeep Talk Show.
4: From the mind of Nikki G. This portion of Nikki G. brought to you by Fish and Microwave. Want to clear an office break room real quick? Try Fish and a Microwave. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, I called in and talked about my uh, air compressor I found out of the back of a Kia. And uh, Josh was curious about it, and I'm sure other people were too. So I kind of did a quick YouTube video of uh, showing what it could do. I posted it on the Jeep Talk Show Facebook page, if you're curious. And I was going to do a write up <laughs> on it. But I'm having a hard time with it.
2: Apparently, I'm only using 25 letters. Yeah, I don't know why.
1: Uh,
0: why?
2: All right, boys and girls, i oh, you later. Have
0: a good one. Bye. Bye. You remember Benny Hill? You remember <sighs> how he would do the thing, oh, yeah. the reading with the, the one key missing from the the typewriter? <laughs> <laughs> i thought that's what he was going to do just now
3: <laughs> so that fish in the microwave that is my office every freaking day. oh my oh.
0: god we're on the gulf coast and nobody eats fish here well oh, we got they, a
2: strict we, rule in my office <laughs> <laughs> only we <burnt> have, popcorn
3: <laughs> we have a lot of um workers in our shop um so there's a lot of No excuse. No excuse. Do you get used to it, Tammy, after a while? No, I just don't go in there.
0: (sighs) Jeez. I would I would seriously retaliate with burnt popcorn.
3: (laughs) Oh, did I do that again? (laughs) Shoot, I'm so sorry. (laughs) At least it's not fish. Must be my blonde hair.
1: (laughs) Okay, class, it's time for a review. Let's check it out. Check it out. It's time for Jeep Mama's product review. Yeah, what is it and
3: why do I want it? So I'm working on my top five um, high lift jack accessories video that I need to work on. And one thing that I am going to use is the high lift jack off-road base. And I bought one myself because it's not just the off-road base, but it's a three-in-one tool. And I'll share with you the other two uses here in a minute. But you can buy one of these on Amazon for about $38. And they're a plastic base that you can set your high-lift jack on to, um, to give it some stability and for level. And it, especially like out on the beach, it alleviates the jack sinkage on soft surfaces. Um, one guy in the review um, stated that it works way better than a plywood or like a, a two-by-four. And on the, the National Seashore, you have to have one of these if you take your Jeep on the beach, um, just in case you have to use the High of Jack. It has serrated teeth along one side that helps scrape or level the ground for the base. It has a drilled hole in the center of the base for convenient storage on the jack bar it's a rugged construction for strength and durability, and it's compatible with all high-lift jacks. Um, so my other uses for it, which I learned one of them, well, both of them, when I was with Charlene Bauer at that tire changing session that I went to. And she sometimes uses it as a little chair if you're out on the trails and you don't have a chair and you need to sit down on the ground. Um The other thing is you can use it when you're needing traction. When that one wheel keeps spinning and spinning or you just need to get up over something, you can just use it as like one of those traction bars. Um, So I I can't really review this yet because I haven't had the opportunity to use it. But this is kind of like a must-have product, especially if you have a high lift jack. Um, And the little traction use of it is easier because it's a square and it's easier to store. I did buy some traction. um, I don't know what you call them. Traction bars, traction. Not the pad thing, is it?
0: The The, big wide uh, thing looks like a surfboard, a mini surfboard.
3: Yes. And they're just so cumbersome and they take up so much room. Um, So I thought this would be a better use for me um, because it's smaller and it's easier to store. So, um the high lift jack off-road base you can get it on amazon for about 38 dollars and if you have prime free shipping we all like free shipping so if you have an idea for a product review just visit our contact page and let us know what you'd like to hear on our next product review and coming up in a few minutes we're going to hear a little about some events that are happening in your hometown around the nation in wheeling ware
2: Hey, who was left that the door closing, or was that my control
0: arm clicking? <laughs> I was going to say, well, who left this uh, this high-lift uh, uh, base out here uh, by the fire? It's going to melt, you know? It's uh, synthetic.
3: Oh. Oh,
2: for F's <laughs> sake.
3: <laughs> Josh, Josh. Uh, if I was closer,
2: face. I would smack him. Yeah. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> No, in all seriousness, uh, driving the jeep last weekend, and uh, I went around a corner, and and uh, heard a clunk that wasn't supposed to be there. So, never, uh, good, never I was good looking thing. around,
0: never a good thing.
2: <laughs> no, no, never a good thing. I, I was looking around. It's it's not steering. I'm I'm pretty sure it's it's control arm uh, driver side. Uh, I've I've had an issue with it in the past. Um, I think it's just about time that I rebuild it. Um, the last time, I don't think I rebuilt it. I think all I did was. Uh, slap some grease in it and torque it down a little bit. <laughs> uh, it is a, you know, rebuild. it's a uh, rough country rebuildable, uh, like that. What is it? The X series joints or something oh, like that. Yeah. I, I, I've had them forever and they are notorious for not lasting more than about a year or so. Uh, you got to swap them out about once every year or so. And, and uh, it's just, it is what it is. I mean, I've got the wrench to do it and everything, the little spanner wrench, and I just got to buy the rebuild kit, which comes with the, uh, the polyurethane cups that go, you know, go in there. And then you got to, pack it with grease and put it all back together and you know, all that sort of stuff. So. so,
0: I can see them around the table. Well, uh, we've done testing and there's a problem. They only last about a year. Can we make them rebuildable? Because that would be a big selling point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, wow. These are rebuildable. Much, uh, this
2: is magic. Oh, <laughs> Bob, you get a raise. <laughs> now, so it's and I'm at the point where it, it's, okay, I've been sitting on this long these Ironman uh, 4x4fab.com long arms that I've had for years. I was going to say, years. while you're in there... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know. So, but it's, it's, um, I. I didn't necessarily want to go with the recommended um, center section uh, cross member for 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 this long arm kit. It's different than the one that you're getting, Tony. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a much older generation kit. And he recommended this like 750 piece uh, uh, um, <laughs> Rubicon Express kit. 1200 uh, screws. It's, there's like there's like two two part numbers and the, and each each kit is has like a hundred pieces to it. And there, it's just it's way complex for what this. So I'm I'm. Been considering just going with something like the Clayton three-piece cross member. Very simple, very easy to to put in. I just don't know if the geometry is all going to work out. I got to get. Um, I may have to do a conference call between Andy and and Clayton and uh, see if this oh, is actually going to work. I bet you if you uh, ask
0: Andy, Andy will know right away uh, whether or not it's going to work. I bet you because he's just yeah, I'm, really sharp. Call him
2: because
0: I I try to text. Andy, him. remember
2: that stuff that you used to build like ten years ago. Yeah,
0: I, tr- <laughs> I try to I try to text him and stuff to be you know thoughtful of his time and everything. He goes, uh-huh. just call
2: me on the damn phone. Just call, me, yeah. just call me on the phone. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I don't <laughs> want to bother. Yeah. So yeah, that's where I'm at. I've I've got uh, frame stiffeners and everything that are ready to go in. Um, it, it's just sort of okay. I've uh, you know, it, it's it's one of those things. While you're in there, it's, everything's got to get done all at once, and and so it's it's. Do I wait to do the long arm install and and hold off and rebuilding the the control arm? Do I just pull the control arm off and and pack it with grease and and torque down the sides a little bit and call it good for now, um, or do I just say screw it, bite the bullet and and start buying parts, which I really don't have the money for anyway? So yeah, you got um, you that, got differentials to install. I mean, uh, yeah, you gears I mean, to well, install. So that 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 can wait. That, as 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 sexy as that is, as awesome as a new set of gears are. And and getting the the rear all locked up to match the front, Um, it it can wait. Um, You You don't think those gears would
0: just improve your off road experience significantly? Improve
2: driving and everything, everything. Yeah. Um, but the money that I would spend to put the gears in, I can complete the frame stiffening and long arm installation, Ah, and that is going to change the rideability of the Jeep and its capabilities. Its articulation. I mean that that that's going to be just as much of a change and an improvement as the gear install so it's like man i'm i'm at this precipice right now which way do i jump off so yeah well, I, don't, you know, I don't know
0: we can ask uh ask the listeners and then you have to abide with wh- whichever one they uh, they choose <laughs> if it helps I you do, <laughs> i do not work well with authority and being told what to do <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but yet you live in oregon <laughs> i know i know right maybe that's the what maybe that's the, the reason why you know how much is the rebuild for uh, the rebuild kit for the uh, the, uh, the the short arms?
2: Oh, it's not much. I I, I want to say it's like seventy five bucks or something like that. So I mean, it's 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 definitely doable. I mean, yeah. I, I've got the money for the for the rebuild kit for the control arms. That I, I could do that. I mean, it may not even need it. I may just need need some grease and, and, uh, and a little torquing on the on the sides of it. Um. So I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, this weekend I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tear into it and see what I'm facing and I'll make the decision then.
0: Well, I should have some uh, some short arms
2: here pretty soon. Well, I saw the pictures of your long arm. Good God, man. <laughs> Isn't that I, amazing? It looked like you could barely even wrap your fingers around that bar. I'm, if those things actually fit underneath your Jeep, I'm going to be impressed. Oh, they're, Those they're, are just huge.
0: Yeah, they're definitely going to be red because you're going to be able to see those. Uh, <laughs> they may get their own LED lighting. No, I'll just say no, that. I'll yeah, just say that. Now. Uh, yeah,
3: of course you would do that. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Lights.
0: But Tammy, when it's that big and that big around... You gotta oh, you gotta highlight oh, it.
3: Oh, oh, oh. So <laughs> when I was out wheeling, um you can hear it my video, my rock sliders once again, my barricade rock sliders from extreme terrain once again saved my my Jeep. Bacon. Um yeah, you can hear I just Sometimes I just love that sound of them scraping across the rocks. Oh, that's so
0: different than uh, four or five years ago. (laughs) Yeah.
3: No, I know. I know. It just Uh, sounds horrible. (laughs) But I forgot to mention when we're out on the trails um, oh, my God, this one incline, this Jeep girl was going up it and she almost flipped. Oh, that's so scary. And. there's a video of it I have on my YouTube channel, and um, she was such a trooper, and her Jeep wasn't going to go anywhere, as long as she didn't go backwards or forwards. So they had to, um, my tree saver came in handy, I finally got to use my tree saver. We, um, we used my tree saver to hook her pink synthetic winch line up to my lime green tree saver, <laughs> and she winched herself back down, and she got up you over hippies. it. You hippies! I know Um, so anyway that was a really cool moment thank god that happened after I went up that hill otherwise I would have been flipping out Um, and so the other thing on the trail we had uh, it was a red jeep that broke of course Um, something happened with the track bar so they popped out the inside of the knuckle right is that the correct term there's some stuff in there and they took a bolt and put it somewhere. Anyway, that's not the point of my story. My point of the story is the trail guide like brought out this bag of magic bolts <laughs> and is and washers and lock washers. What was his name
2: Jack? Just out of curiosity.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, it was actually Mike. Did um, you want to trade? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh wow, I've got to have one of those. So I put it on my Facebook page, you know, what should I put in my magic bolt bag, and I've been getting so many suggestions, and um, I've started mine, and um, a lot of people suggested like lower control arm bolts, brake calibers, a quarter by 20 bolts, washers, U-joints, WD-40, but if any... If you're out there listening and you have a suggestion, call in and let me know what else I should put in my magic bolt bag. Just, you know, I know to have recovery straps and tools and all that, but I'm just talking about little, you know, like zip ties and bailing wire and zip uh, duct tape. What other little things would come in handy when I'm on the trail?
0: Thought, uh, I thought I Bender's uh, suggestion was very handy. I think it was uh, Dana Thirty uh, Axles, oh, uh, C- no, Cs, was, and just the whole Dana Thirty Axle would be probably what you want to take with well,
3: you. Well, he he was. <laughs> I was try- I was asking about swag. I'm trying to buy some swag for. Oh, that's upper. right. It was a different post. Yeah. I thought that was and, funny. Yeah. No. And, and he said he said Dana. What did he say? Dana Thirty. Dana Thirty. 30 axles. Yeah, Axles. Yeah. And then then. The guy that I went wheeling with, um, he says, a 9,000-pound winch with blah, 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 blah. I'm like, sure, I'll get working on that. Steel cable, yeah. (laughs) No, purple (laughs) line, purple line. (laughs) You know, Tony, it has nothing to do with how it works, which is better. It has to do with, can you color accessorize it?
0: I I, I completely (laughs) understand. (laughs) There's the bottom line. (laughs) Yes, bottom line. (laughs) Hence hence my red long-arm comment. (laughs)
2: Right. So, what do you what do you guys suppose the over under is on Tammy getting a, an email or a message or a call? You know, somebody's like, uh, uh, "I got a magic bolt for your bag, lady." <laughs> oh. <laughs>
3: I dare
1: you.
0: I dare oh yeah, yeah, call it into the voicemail. Let's share it with uh, the, the friends and the family. <laughs>
3: let's let's see if you can.
0: And we can... we do not have caller ID, so we'll never know who you are. Oh, wink, wink. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Josh already mentioned uh, the long arms. Uh, very happy. Uh, I know some of you guys have been following along with the uh, the light bar that I've been building. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, you know, I've I've had a couple of comments, uh, tongue in cheek comments about, uh, you know, where's your lockers? You know, the, the, this light bar. Apparently, I don't understand what the what the thing is about people in, in light bars. What is it about that not being not that not making you a jeeper if you have additional lighting on your vehicle? I mean. Admittedly, I got a problem. I love lights. I've always loved lights, and if I can put something on my Jeep that is brighter than the surface of the sun, oh hell yeah! Uh, So I'll just put that up front. Now I do have some. uh, I do like the idea of the when we have uh, tropical weather down here, uh, and if I needed the additional light, that I would have it. Do I use it? Nah. So this has been more of just a project, a fun project for me. I wanted to make a uh, a much cheaper version of the KC Gravity Pro Six and I, th- I think i've accomplished it and i think it looks pretty damn good i, I still need to wire it up so i can turn it on uh, <laughs> i didn't actually experience it but uh i don't understand josh do you have uh, tammy have you guys run across uh people in your travels and stuff that would explain maybe you have only uh, already have, uh, have some personal opinions
2: about why light bars are, are so offensive to some people i only thing i can think of is 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 uh, light envy um, you know, they're they're just a hater because uh, because they don't have a light bar, they don't believe in auxiliary lights. And I mean, look, ninety percent of us don't really ever do any night wheeling, um, and so most of us don't really have a use ninety percent of the time for any auxiliary lighting or rock lights or you know stuff like that. And so people see it as a waste of money, a waste of time. You're just showing off. It's just flash, and you know all that sort of stuff. And well, you know, I I believe in that being being prepared. Yeah, I may not need this light bar 98% of the time, but that 2% of the time when um, I'm stuck in a snowstorm or I want to go out uh, messing around in the winter at night or I'm actually making a night run those very few times, one out of every 10,000 times I go out, um, then, yeah, it's nice to have. And, yes, it does look cool. So, screw you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Tammy, you really don't have any uh, extra uh, extra lights on your vehicle except for those uh,
3: 8-pillar pods. Right, and to be honest with you, the only time I've ever used the A-pillar pods is to light up our driveway when my son was playing basketball with his friends. Um, I've never, you can't night wheel at Roush Creek. They actually just had their first night wheeling run at Crawling for Cops, which I didn't go to. So um, I've never gone night wheeling until this past weekend, and I did not, Turn on my a-pillar lights. I didn't need them. My headlights were fine. Um, I wasn't on like super big hard trails. We just did easy trails. Um, I did turn on my um, lights, my lux lighting lights. And oh the yeah, forgot about that. Yeah, I did turn them on, and but I didn't get any joy out of them because I couldn't see them. You know, I did get out and take pictures of them. But, you know, it's for me, I, I was just kind of sad because I want to see how cool I look driving. And this is, lights, why, I could,
0: this is why you need a professional photographer to follow you around. Right, you? But exactly. Th- th- would, it, would it help a spotter, do you think, at, at night? Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, I'm sure it would. I mean, uh, when we Rock did our lights, night run, yeah. yeah, I did it. Need a spotter because we weren't on those kind of trails.
0: Right, but I mean, if um, that, that would be a good reason for rock lights is, uh, and, oh, right. even if it wasn't rocks, as long as it, if it assisted the the spotter to see where your wheel right. placement was.
3: Right, and that's for the undercarriage lights. That's what that those are truly made for. Right.
2: Uh, right, but having 60,000 lumens coming off of your roof rack uh, is no good for a spotter. I guarantee it. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's great for illuminating the back of the
0: Jeep that's in the trail <laughs> the that back you're following. The your
2: spotter's skull <laughs> through his eyeballs, <laughs> right. it, it, whatever's left of him after being fried. Uh yeah, no, it, that's the other thing is is when you're in a in a caravan, you're in a chain of Jeeps and let's say you're you know, you're fourth or fifth in line, Um, and there's another three Jeeps behind you even, you're not running your auxiliary lights in the middle of the pack. You don't want to be blinding the guy in front of you, and you don't want to be blinded but, by the guy behind but you. But,
0: Josh, I spent all this time and money and got these great lights, and now it's at, it's oh, dark and then I'm on the trail. You
2: can take turn running point on the next trail. <laughs> Otherwise, turn that crap off. Right. I can't
3: see. Yeah, yeah. You're you're, you're going to have to be the, the, the lead, the trail guide, Tony.
2: Exactly. Does
0: the does the tail gunner need a, a big-ass light on the back of his vehicle? That would be the thing to do, right? You just want to make sure nobody falls to the wayside. Yeah. No. I mean, uh, seriously though, the 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 big light bar is more of a fun thing for me. Uh, I like the look at it, look of it, and uh, I, I want to use it if there's a, a need for it. But I probably won't ever turn the thing on, um, hardly ever, uh, and I'm certainly not going to turn it on in the middle of the pack or behind the pack uh, on the trail.
2: Now rush hour, that's a whole other story.
0: Well, dumbass, <laughs> right. dumbass hour, <laughs> they make it a flash. <laughs> What the hell is it lightning out here? <laughs> so anyway, uh, looking forward to uh, uh, getting the uh, the ironman4x4fab.com uh, uh, long arms kit. Uh, the uh, the I got the belly pan and the short arms. Uh, well, what I shouldn't call them the upper upper arms because they're there all long. Uh, got that got that in yesterday along with a, a bag of bolts and uh, uh, oh my god, it is just absolutely gorgeous. If you guys uh, and I know, I know I've asked Andy about this before, uh, as far as making stuff for uh, the JKs, uh, the JK, the JLS, and even the the JTs. Um, he makes such wonderful stuff that if if I had a uh, a JK or something, I would be begging him to make me something because this stuff is yeah. just so nice. They do do custom work, uh, although I don't know uh, what the lead time would be on building something for a JK, and he probably would need to to be in the area uh, where where uh, uh, Ironman4x4fab.com is for yeah, them to be able to do it. So. I don't think they have any uh, JKs or JKUs to work off of, which is uh, probably the problem. But, oh, my God, just absolutely and I don't think any stuff. of our
2: listeners are going to spend the money to fly Andy out to where they're at to make all the measurements. Oh, he would need the shop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he would need that shop and, all, and his staff. But just absolutely gorgeous. If you're not following uh, Jeep Talk Show uh, on Instagram or Facebook oh, uh, page or group. Out. Yeah, missing you out. and you're curious about it. I I know it's a Cherokee, and, and many of you don't have Cherokees, but uh, I think you'll enjoy just seeing the absolute beef of the stuff that Andy makes.
2: Two uh, words: Jeep porn.
0: Oh man, it is so nice. So uh, the uh, yeah the 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 long arms. My God, those things must be um a three inch diameter uh it it literally looked like a drive shaft it was it was so big big no i
2: was i was just by the pictures alone i was impressed uh and i can't imagine what those things feel like in person so yeah uh, congrats on on an amazing get tony i mean that's that that's gonna that's gonna be one heck of an improvement yeah
0: and and I'll, i'll just say this here now so you guys won't be shocked Uh. I'm using these uh, long-arm picks that I'm holding with my hand as my new dick picks. I'm no longer oh, using – jeez. I'm no longer sending the old ones out and, uh, yeah, the the horse that is dead anyway, so this will be more
2: honest. Join the campfire side chat. <laughs> Trust us. We need some different content. Go to CheapTalkShow.com slash contact. Find out all the ways you can reach out to us and join in on the fun. Now let's get to some events from around the world and maybe in your neck of the woods. Don't forget to let us know about your event or one that you are planning or are involved with, maybe volunteering with. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com contact, click and fill out our wheeling wear form. We have been getting a lot of responses lately. That's actually working out pretty good. So if you have an event, give us at least two weeks notice. And, uh, and uh, by filling out that Wheeling Wear form, and we'll get the information out to the masses. Uh, if you do do that, and it's like three months in advance, uh, don't be alarmed if I don't get to you right away. I usually like to do stuff about four weeks in advance uh, as far as when the show is happening or thereabouts. Uh, for instance, July 20th through the 21st in York, Pennsylvania, we have PA Jeeps Inc. happening, uh, throwing the annual All Breeds Jeep Show. Uh, this has been very fun in the, in the past. It should be another great one this year. Uh, again, happening July 20th through the 21st in New York, Pennsylvania. Uh, we have Apple Valley Farms Off-Road Park, uh, presenting their public trail ride day happening July 27th through the 28th. This is in New Auburn, Wisconsin. For more information on these events or any others we've talked about, just visit the links that are in the show notes for the episode you're listening to, and you can get all the pics and various info and registration and everything else you need. That's it for the show this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to help us spread the word by telling a friend about the show. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Never give up. Go over, go under, hell, even go through. But never, ever give up.
0: Podcasting since 2010.